Welcome to the Destination Arate podcast. I'm David and I'm a writer. I'm Mark and I'm an artist. My brother and I love stories, whether written or visual. On our show, we examine the stories that shaped us as creatives and people, while also studying future stories that intrigue us. Stay tuned as we break down the facts, feelings, and fun of the stories that we love. Here we are in the Destination Arte podcast episode 30. Is it 38, Mark, or 39? I think it's actually episode 39. Yeah, I think it might be. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah, I never know until I press save here on the audio track, and then I have to title it, and then I have to look up where we are. But And uh, happy to uh, have everyone listening along with us. Mark, um, uh, how are you doing here in hurricane season as uh, we're recording this here in the beginning of September? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, here it it rains about every afternoon. It'll have clear blue skies, and then all of a sudden it will just rain out of nowhere. I know today we had rain on Sunday. Uh Every, it rained out of nowhere while people were walking to morning church. So uh, a lot of people got wet because literally no one had an umbrella. Um, so uh, everyone had to dry off during the service. But uh, so we are surviving. <laughs> we are surviving. Uh, no one, no one uh, has washed away yet in our area. So we're doing well. Oh, that's good. I like looking at the weather maps and watching the rotation. And I like uh, I listened to an interview today of someone who was flying a plane over the hurricane and there's a hurricane headed towards the Carolinas right now, and he was pretty impressed by the size of it. Well, we'll have to Which, check in how you're doing in the field. Yeah, it, if the guy who flies over hurricanes for a living is impressed by the hurricane, you have to kind of take notice. Of yeah, it. that's a great point. <laughs> so, well, speaking of the ocean, a uh, terrible segue into our topic, uh, as people have probably recognized from the title. Mark, we're going to talk about Patch the Pirate, who... Uh, is, well, why don't you tell us, Mark, uh, you've got some facts there in front of you for people who don't know, maybe. Yeah, Patch the Pirate is a, I hate to call him children's entertainer, but uh, he and his family have had uh, a ministry of creating uh, both songs and, um, what do you call it, audio recordings, audio dramas with music, audio stories for kids, based around um, his persona as Patch the Pirate. So they have a pirate, pirate crew, things like that. He first started doing Patch the Pirate when he was 27 years old, uh, which I didn't realize he was that young when, um, when he, this all started. But um, he went in for a routine eye exam to the doctor, and it was discovered that he had cancer in his left eye. And so he went to the operating room, and he woke up, and his eye had, was gone, and the doctor gave him an eye patch. Um, and when he went back to his church, everyone just... Thought he was a pirate. All the kids, you know, start thought he was a pirate, and they nicknamed him Patch, Patch the Pirate. And that was when the Lord opened up the opportunity for him to start his ministry as Patch the Pirate. Yeah, and we're doing this series, you know, these three episodes here in a row of audio dramas that impacted us, and we could not leave Patch the Pirate off the list. I think I've listened to more Patch the Pirate in my life than I have like music on the radio. Yeah, I think that's definitely true because everything from car rides to just while we were around doing chores to falling asleep at night you know everything from our early early childhood that we listened to most of it was patch the pirate which i'm very grateful for yeah mark i was thinking about that the other day most families are worried about like when they're packing for a long trip we we had the um 
the chore of driving at least 10 hours to the nearest relative, if not 20 hours to our grandparents. And when most people are packing for a trip, the children are in charge of making sure they have the shoes they want, right, and the shirts they want. But we were in charge of making sure we had AA batteries, and we found all of the, the, the cassette players and the splitters and the headphones because we would sit back there with three set, three splitters, you know, one plugged into the cassette player and then two splitters plugged into either split of the original splitter, and then we'd have four headphones all, you know, plugged in listening to Patch the Pirate and his crew sail around as we drove across the country, and uh, those were simpler times, I think. Yeah, but I think they were definitely good times. They were they were really good for, for us. I think it early on it instilled a passion for story, and uh, I think it's really the reason why we're doing this now, you know, audio uh, making the, the opportunity to reach out to people and encourage people through audio a reality in our lives. Yeah, and we learned to read lips because nobody wanted to take their headphones off. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Mom and turns around and you have to read her lips to see what you right. go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Added bonus. <laughs> Added bonus. Yeah. But Mark, why don't I give you uh, back to the topic of Patch the Pirate here? He, you know, he obviously owns Majesty Music and his family uses Majesty Music kind of as their clearinghouse for these adventures. But we're kind of focusing on specifically Patch. But it kind of along that vein, let's. I'm going to quiz you here and see if you know some of these things. But let's start out pretty general. Do you know how many songs, not just Patch the Pirate songs, but like songs that Ron Hamilton has written as far as like worship music? Uh, I think I saw 138. Yeah, I saw 138 too. And I have a question mark next to it because it's 138 on that website. I don't know if there are more that haven't been published or haven't been released or are published through a different route, you know? Yeah, that's very much true. Or even collaborations, you know, ones that he just happened to be in the room for and said, hey, you should change this, you know, or helped out because I know he did a lot of right. that. Right, don't, I don't know if it's counting people he wrote songs with someone because right. I know he did a lot of that in the later years. So. But a, a hundred and th- a 338 is pretty incredible, though. I think it's, it's an awesome, awesome accomplishment, and he's used a lot of the Lord for it. Right. Now, getting more specific, how many patch adventures do you think there are? Uh, I'm going to chop the one off and say 38. Okay, you're actually correct. And uh, let's kind of figure out, you can kind of do the math here, but when was the first patch adventure released? Do you know that? Oh, dear. Uh, Okay, so I see... It was before you were born. I always see in the Majesty Hymnals that he was born from 1950-dash, because he's still alive. So he was 27 when he lost his eye. I'm going to try to do the math. Uh, That means it would have been 70 seven when he lost his eye so maybe 78 you're close it's 1981 was the first one that was released okay so it took and can you name it Ooh, for i want to say it was patch the pirate goes to space you are so close patch the pirate goes to space was the second one wow what was the first one the sing along with patch the pirate does that even count though like that wasn't even an adventure (laughs) it was just Sing Along is the catalyst, and it was written and recorded in 1981, the year after he lost his left eye to cancer. So okay. he must have been diagnosed in 77 and then lost the eye in 80 after the chemo. Yeah. Work, so. yeah but Whaley Whale is introduced, Uzi, Ozzy, and Ornery Oyster. And it's a very simple story. It mostly goes along with the song. So, all right, so here's an easy one. When was the last Patch Adventure released at, up to this point of the recording? Uh, 2017. Okay, and do you know the name of it? Ooh. I do not. It is called Time Twisters. Ooh. Apparently, Patch and the crew 
Oh, I don't have a review of it here. I have the one from 2016, Operation Arctic. But apparently Time Twisters is about going back in time, which is something they're familiar with. Um, one of my favorite episodes, Great American Time Machine. Oh, yeah. Um, can you name Patch's crew members? Uh, okay, I'm going to try to go for it here. There's PJ and Pee Wee. Okay. Then Sissy Seagull. Then Peanut, Pixie, and Princess. Okay. Those are the ones that I expected you to name, and I'll give you the credit for them. Apparently, in... Oh, in 2009, as part of the Kung Fu Kid, Pistol Pirate was introduced as a member of the crew. And I don't know who that is in relation, because... If for those of you who are not familiar with Patch the Pirate, Pixie, Peanut, Princess, PJ, and Pee-wee are all children of Patch, and then Sissy Seagull is actually played by Patch's wife. So I don't know if Pistol is a grandchild or a nephew or something, or just a small child they found and pressed into service on the Jolly Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Which would be more pirate-like? Yeah. But, uh... Exactly. Wow. That... All right. <laughs> found him. And soon. I'm gonna. <laughs> found him sailing aboard some other crew that were, they were like yeah some some mormon ship that they were like hey you're coming with us now <laughs> found him out in utah <laughs> yeah yeah he off was, the coast of utah you know yeah the works. by u-boat it was a, it was yeah. a, it was a submarine <laughs> and they got they rescued him off of it they rescued him yeah it wasn't pressed into service it was a rescue mission yeah it was <laughs> like hunt for That's the red oh <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to ask you this question. I don't expect you to get it right because I don't think I know the answer to it, but do you know my personal favorite adventure? Um, uh, I know you were a big fan of Hash the Pirate Goes to Space because that and the Mississippi River Race, I'd say maybe one of those two, because the, the thing with, I'll just give you a little backstory uh, for the listeners, but um, I remember, David, you used to... Um, by the time I got to the age where I started listening to them, the Patch the Pirate Goes to Space tape no longer worked. It was broken. Mm. So I remember you used to tell me about it, and I always would be like, man, I wish I could listen to this. But I think the Mississippi River Race would be up there, um, just because it was a favorite, but I don't know. Uh, I think you're right. I think Mr. Slippy River Race is tied with Patch the Pirate Goes Down Under. Okay. And then a close second is Great American Time Machine. Yeah, okay, that makes Just sense. Just because I know all the words on Patch the Pirate goes under, goes down under, and Great American Time Machine has some awesome patriotic songs and themes, and I really liked history, so they went back in time and saw all the historical people in that one, so that one was really fun. That makes sense, yeah. Well, you said you knew all the words to the one song, but do you, I have a real question, do you know all the words to Camp Food from Camp Cucahuaca Wood? Uh, possibly. All right. How about we go to the break and we'll decide whether or not I'm going to sing it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll be right back. I walked into the dining hall as hungry as could be. I looked down at my camp food and it looked right back at me. My stomach got scared and started running because it saw the camp food coming. Then all the food began to sing, 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 sing. 
Get your Kukawaka bug juice, snickerdoodle mongoose, buzzer catchatory, skunkawakiki, roof fly florentine, three day quarantine, one pot gooey glop loaded by hog slop, pigs in a blanket, cows on the floor, take one bite and you run for the door, sneaky cheese thermidor, Alcazar a theodore, smelly sardines, bad luck beans, easy off casserole, chicken in a pothole, monkey meat medley, tastely and deadly, parakeet frog's eye, tricasee frog's eye, tree toad neck, tuna alabat, king size pepto bismol stew, griefy guy go for guts fondue what's in camp food nobody knows but it sure tastes great if you hold your nose campers campers don't be rude close your mouth and eat your food okay wow <laughs> that was that was terrific I, I didn't think you could do it honestly i was like man that was so long ago wow i literally was sitting I, there i think i said frog's eye twice well, uh, I, and that was my one fudge. I so. personally don't. I was bobbing up and down. Like as soon as you got into <laughs> it, I was like, "How does it start?" And then you started, and I was like, "Oh boy!" And then you got into the chorus, and you just kept going. I was literally like bobbing up and down the whole time. Wow, that was that was incredible. I'm proud of you. Well, a little known fact about that song, thank you, is that you can, if you have the right tempo, possibly turn it into a um, song that would be sung much faster. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right. <laughs> well, this is our feelings segment, Mark, and I don't know how you feel about that, but I wanted to ask you how you felt about Patch the Pirate Tapes and what maybe some of your favorites were, or pick one that you wanted to just start with and tell us about how it made you feel and, and what your opinions are as far as Patch the Pirate Adventures and what the role they played for you and for others. Yeah, I would say uh, Patch the Pirate was really big, kind of just in our circles uh, growing up. Like, I have some friends here at college now that don't really know what that was, even though, you know, they were raised in a Christian home. Um, but so it definitely wasn't for everyone or everyone's thing. But the circles we grew up, it was really big. And we would quote Patch the Pirate, you know, in our circles and, and around each other. We would listen to him with our friends. But uh, for me, they really, I, they're just so imaginative and so well done and very um, well voice acted, I think. And, and the sound effects were good. One of my favorites is Custard's Last Stand. And it was crazy because as a kid, I didn't know all of this, but I think I liked it, like David said, because of the history and from, because of the his, I, I did like history. Um, but it combined three things, Custer's last stand, the Alamo, and the idea of a Trojan horse. So it combined those three creative elements into a really fun and adventure story about a family who's seeking ref, refuge at the Alamode, which was a play on Alamo and... What it was was everything there you could get ice cream on. So you could get pizza with a, a la mode. You could get, um, uh, oh, yeah. you could get like mashed potatoes and gravy a la mode. And I think the, their specialty was ice cream a la mode, which was the, yes. the guy who was theirs favorite. Um, but it was really cool. And it really, uh, there was a great song in there about doing your part that I remember listening to and being, and I literally heard the boy singing about his part. And that was what I was like, okay, that needs to be my job in the family. Like it, it was, it was able to be a directive to me, which was really great. And it really taught me about families. Um, David, what was one and of... It, it has really strong songs. Yes. Um, Thank you, Lord. Yes. I, Lord bless our home. Um, the family recipe song is great. If it's doubtful, don't do it. Um, the family fun song, the song about brushing your teeth. It has the iconic, like song that patch will be known forever cherish the moment yes um it has open our eyes lord it says say i love you and then it has lord bless our home reprise i mean it has i think one of the strongest lineups of songs that carry the story 
Um, because Patch's songs, he has like a sacred and then a secular, you know, a fun, but they always have to do with the story. And I think these carried the story, like the sacred ones carried the story stronger than in others. Because if you think about Mr. Strippy, Mr. My second time attempting this, if you think about Mr. Slippy River Race, the songs are really fun, but you don't remember the sacred ones having as much of an impact on the story part of things. Whereas this one, I'm kind of stealing your thunder here with this episode, or this this adventure, but the songs, both sacred and fun, carried the story forward through those breaks. No, I definitely agree. That is a great, great call. Because it is true, the... I, I found myself singing um, Lord Bless Our Home, like, just in my head the other day. Um, and maybe it's because of the research I was doing, but I think it was also um, playing in, uh, in like, a, the musical version was playing around campus. But um, oh, nice. it, was, it was really nice to, to remember that. Um, that, that I, I, I think Custard's Last Stand is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. I would say probably the one that made an impact on me the most was Friendship Mutiny. Mm. Uh, because I liked it because it was two pirate ships, which is really kind of the crux of pirates. Um, you know, two pirate ships doing battle, like any good movie about pirates has a two pirates kind of sh- lined up against one another boarding and that sort of thing. And Captain Fiendly and his self-obsessed crew members. And, but it was just a good one for me because, um, they did a great job of the betrayal that Sissy and Captain felt. And even, um, I think princess no 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 hold on yeah i think princess felt when pixie and peanut ditched her to go hang out with their new friends um that was really big for me because i was i was so um focused on loving my family and friendship mutiny showed what could happen when you don't love your family you don't put them first and then also taught me about making choices about friends that honor my authority because patch said don't hang out with them and sissy said you know patch said not to hang out with them and then what happened, they hung out with them and they took over the ship. And I was actually worried that Patch would not uh, make it before the ship sank or the shark ate him as a child. Uh, I was genuinely concerned for the, you know, the headline character of an ongoing series <laughs> as whether or not he would survive this one. <laughs> no, seriously, I remember because one of the big things that stuck with me was two, two things. One was this, the hot chocolate that they made them. That put them to sleep. It made me so afraid of hot chocolate. I thought hot chocolate, like, I thought I was going to, like, pass out if I drank hot chocolate. And so um, that and when um, they got, when she got locked in the dark room with no lights on and sang the song, you, the voice acting and, and and the dialogue and everything was so good that no matter, I remember a lot of times I was listening to him at night, you know, I was falling asleep and you just felt like you were in that, that dark room with her, you know. Yeah. And, and like when she was trying to find Sissy and bumping into things, you were there was so much suspense built up. It was really good storytelling. Yes, definitely. And uh, just the sound the shark makes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything about that episode for me, maybe not my favorite episode, but definitely the one that made an impact on me the most. Mark, yeah. did you have another one, a follow up to Custard's Last Stand? Yeah, uh, these are kind of just a series of ones they had i liked the ones where they went west so you had patch the pirate goes west the first one then you had the lone stranger and then you had the tumbleweed opry as as uh lone stranger would say tumbleweed opry so um but those were really good um just listening back through the sound bites like they just had a great sense of 
westernness about them, which almost reminds me of like Home on the Range. Uh, but but it was really good. Like the one cow that was on the cow, you know, head him on up and move him on out. Like he was just <laughs> this iconic voice acting. And um, in Patch the Pirate Goes West, they had um, the the prairie dogs with the kind of chipmunk voices. That, oh, and he was yeah. like, oh, I'll never be anything at all, you know. And uh, it, it was really cool. Those were really iconic characters. And then the famous, the very famous uh, Eat Worms song, the one where the bad guys uh, eat uh, grease, uh, what was it? Oh, um, yeah. Was it, uh, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, oh. guess I'll go eat worms. And then, like, that was the one we would always sing if we just wanted to creep anybody out because they'd be like no not the juicy no not the worm song you know but yeah it was a, it was just a great song that made you for me it made me not sympathize with the villains but realize that they really did need a friend like they really did think that they weren't great you know and so they right. they did need a friend not not in a like oh my goodness they're so sympathetic but they obviously just needed someone to come alongside them and help them no, I agree. Those those three, they're actually a trio, and we won't spoil why they're a trio in case you've never listened to them, but you should listen to them in that order. Goes West, then Lone Stranger, then Tumbleweed Opry, and I think you'll pick up on why they go together, but those three are, I think, kind of staples as far as if you were going to introduce someone to Patch the Pirate, you could hand them Patch the Pirate Goes West, and they would have it covered. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good entry, and it's really cool because they're not like at, at sea. They actually shipwreck kind of thing, so it's fun to... To see them landed or whatever. Oh, yeah. They get caught in a tornado. Yeah. It's a tornado. <laughs> uh, classic. Well, yeah. David, did you have uh, one other that, that, that really stood out to you as you were looking back through these? I, honestly, I had too many. I could talk about this for another 30 minutes. Um, but I did want to share something about the feeling segment that, um, you know, Patch is stepping down soon or he has already just because of health. And it's really, it is sad as far as, you know, he's not no longer going to be kind of the focus. His kids, um, I actually know Princess Pirate personally, like I've worked with her at camp before, and her and her husband are going to do a great job carrying it forward. You know, they've already started doing like um, conservative music videos on their YouTube channel, and they have a really good one where Patch and his wife sing together that they recorded before, you know, it got too late. And Patch has been doing some kind of final concerts. He did one in, in uh, South Carolina. He's doing one in Canada. But I wanted to, to share with our listeners, um, our mom actually worked at Majesty Music one summer in the 80s as a graphic designer. If you've ever sung some of the cantatas that were uh, published back then, like The Greatest Gift, you know, our mom designed the cover for that. But uh, she saw firsthand at Majesty Music godly examples of husbands and wives who weren't perfect, but loved one another with grace and mercy as Christ first loved us. and. You know, the Lynches, the Garlocks, uh, Ron and Shelley Hamilton, those are the couples that she named to me one time as having an impact on her and helping her see what a godly marriage is supposed to look like. And Mark, you and I can genuinely say without Patch, we wouldn't be here today. And so that's why, as you know, the changing of the guard is happening at Majesty Music, we wanted to do this episode at this point in time to say thank you to Patch the Pirate for having such an impact on our life, both before we were ever here and then after we got here. Yeah, definitely. I it, we could talk about how many lives he's impacted, you know, and how many people he's reached out to. But honestly, yeah, you're right. We are just grateful uh, for the impact that he has had on the two of us. Um, so thank you so much. If there's anyone associated with Majesty Music, thank you guys so much for everything you do um, and for putting out awesome, awesome 
uh, entertainment for the whole family. All right, here we are in the fun part of episode 38 of the Destination Arte podcast. And Mark talked me out of singing the second verse of Camp Food during the break. So count your blessings out there, listeners. You did not have to suffer through that twice in one episode. Well, I'm sure it wouldn't have been that big of a thing. But I think just for for the sake of just everyone, <laughs> it would be good. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. All right. I'm going to take that the best way possible. Yeah, you, yeah. We, we didn't, hey, we wanted to rest your voice. You got, you oh, got yeah. stuff coming up. So I need to, okay. oof, I need to rest my voice. Goodness. But uh, so in this fun segment, we're going to have a little fun with Patch the Pirate. Like we do, we usually say we're going to have a little fun with so and so. But we're going to have a little fun with Patch the Pirate. And I want to talk, uh, I, we, Dave and I pitched around talking about ideas about maybe a uh, adventures of young patch the pirate kind of like an adventure young indiana jones kind of thing but uh kind of how go into how in the fictional world patch the pirate got his start uh we know how he got his start an in the origin real world, story but, right yeah like an origin story yeah kind of a kind of a han solo vibe but actually good so uh <laughs> <laughs> so um we're gonna talk about young patch the pirate in this segment and see if we can come up with something creative for him all right, Mark, so we know we need a reason for Patch to go from being a landlubber to a pirate. And in real life, he lost his eye. So maybe as a landlubber, we could come up with a reason that he could lose his eye that wouldn't be too gross. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh. Um, oh, I just, yeah, okay, so he's losing his eye. Maybe he looked at the sun through a telescope. Yeah, I want to say it got plucked And he had up. one eye closed. I want to say it got plucked out by a seagull, and then he chased the seagull down, and it turned to be sissy, and then he forgave her, and they became... That's a terrible what happened idea. to the eye? She ate it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the kids can handle that one. No, all right. Well, let's start over. Okay. I think it's better for it to be a cautionary tale. Don't look at the sun through a telescope. Yeah. What, did it just burn out? Right, because he had one eye closed, and he bent over the telescope, and he looked in there, and then it just went... And, like, he didn't lose his eye. It just doesn't work anymore, so he puts a patch on Oh, over. yeah, that's not so bad. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe he has the eye. It just doesn't work anymore. Okay. Well, that, so that... he, would like, grew up on the coast, and he had a telescope to look for ships, and one day someone had pointed, like, an, uh, an enemy. Ooh, a young, a young villain pointed it at the sun without telling him. Ooh, yeah. His rival. Yeah, that would be good. Um, who would his rival be? Um... It would be they both uh, want to take over at the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would and be so good. Patch thinks it's a... Because here's the thing. They both think the ultimate is working at the lighthouse, right? But only one person can have the job. So he ruins Patch's eye and puts him in, like, the hospital or whatever. So he gets the job. But uh, Patch ends up getting the better of the deal because he ends up sailing the world. Yeah. And... There could be some great pictures about, like, the lighthouse leading people back. Like, the story could end with Patch coming back. And right, leading the- Patch back. Because, oh, oh my goodness, that's it. So Patch runs away from home thinking that'll solve his problems, and he gets in a boat. But then there's a storm, and he has to make his way back, and the lighthouse leads him back. Right, yeah. That would be a great... And his villain would still be operating it, but it would be like um, Patch would forgive him because he saved his life right right like he he hurt his eye but then in reality he did his job and saved patch's life so patch forgives him and that teaches forgiveness and 
like grace overcoming like overcoming evil with good yeah no i think that would be really good and it would be kind of redemption for both of them um and but i I think it would be great with it ended where like his his now friend um decides to man the lighthouse to take like to to continue to do good for people in that way and patch continues patch decides to sail the seas in order to continue to bring people back into shore or to salvation in a way that's a good idea. I, it would almost be better to give this villain kind of a um, an on like a, to round him out a little. Maybe he actually didn't want to be the lighthouse worker. Yeah. And then he ruined Patch's eye, and then he got offered the job, and so he or, took it. Or maybe um, I I think it would be cool if so. Say like Patch wants to work at the lighthouse, and then um, the other guy wants to sail. You know, but the problem is. Uh, something happens between there's competition between them for something. I can't quite figure out what, or maybe there's no competition, but patch, it could be just a tale of jealousy. So, so patch injures his eye. Right. And then mm-hmm. the, um, it could be like, uh, patch can't work the lighthouse obviously. Cause he can't see the ships as well as he used to be able to, because, you know, so he kind of disqualifies him from the job. And so okay. the, the other guy gets it. So what, what can he do? Well, he can be, he can sail obviously. Cause like everyone has an eye patch as a pirate, you know? So they're like, Oh, you can join the crew. So he runs away, but that might be a solution. It might be, what do you think? Well, I like, um, I, I think we're still searching for something with the villain. I like the idea of it maybe not being intentional. Yeah. Um, and maybe the person that works the lighthouse does it out of, um, out of like remorse. And so Patch hates him because he's got the job Patch wants, and that guy didn't mean for it to work out that way. It was an accident. But then when Patch sees the light in the storm and gets home safely, that's when the forgiveness part comes in. Yeah. Yeah, that and would be it ends. Yeah, it ends with them being a team. Patch has a boat on the shore guiding ships in, and then the lighthouse does the rest. And he could be Patch could be out in the storm by himself, just in a little ship, and a seagull lands because the storm is so crazy, and the seagull got caught in a wind gust, and that's yeah. how he meets Sissy. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be so. Sick. Then Patch and Sissy are on the. We gotta name this character though. It's gotta be a classic Patch name. Oh dear. Um. Well, he's gotta have like some sort of ethnic personality that we can make a pun out of. <laughs> or um, like bulb or beam. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Um. Mr. Jalos Beam. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Let me think here. Oh, it could be um something Watt. Yeah, yeah, that would be and good. And then, but they call him Forty for short or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Forty Watt. Um, what what could it be? Um, uh, name could. Oh, let's see here. What's a good? I'm trying to think of like a tall guy's name. Yeah. Like tall Watt. Like Frank Watt. I mean, it could be Frank Watt, but they call him Forty. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or it could be Slim Watt. Slim Watt. That's a good, and yeah. they call him 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slim Watt. I like Slim Watt. That's, that's, a, that's a classic patch name, Slim Watt. Yeah. I like Slim, Slim Watt. Are they the same age, or is he a little older, or? Well, he could be 40 or 60. We don't know. That's true. But yeah. I like this. I think this would sell. Yeah. It's a, it's a good rough draft. I think we could, uh, we could, uh. Yeah. Pick it a little and let them know. Right, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, if you guys have uh, listened this far, we're really grateful. Um, hopefully you found us on SoundCloud or iTunes. And if you did find us on the Apple Podcast app, leave us a review. We always appreciate that. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Destination Arate, if you're into that sort of thing. Or follow us on Facebook, if that's more your speed. Or on Twitter, we're at D-E-S-T-A-R-E-T-E. And uh, you can always just send us an email the old-fashioned way, destinationarate at gmail.com. Mark, you have anything to say here about Patch the Pirate before we wrap up this pretty special episode? No, I would just say uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Patch the Pirate and his family for all the wonderful work and all the wonderful influence they've had in our lives. And again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. All right, we'll see you guys next time on the Destination Arate podcast. How can I fear Jesus is near He ever watches all